Hey guys, this is Ryan Muskin and Levi Rainey, and we are your host of Lucidity Podcast. Just want to start off our episode by kind of introducing ourselves and the premise of this show. So we'll start off with just explaining the title of it in itself, just so you guys can be familiar with it and with us. So the title of the show is Lucidity, and we found it basically on the concept of our show. Uh, we wanted to do something different, something that we could do exclusively because we are young people that have a lot of resources to a lot of really intelligent people and people that know things. So basically, we're trying to clarify misconceptions and find answers to questions that people have. And so initially, we were thinking of names for the show, like Clarify or uh, I don't think I don't think we have ever had anything really I think good. This was actually like the first one, was, if not one of the first ones at least. This was probably the first name, but we found it by basically finding definitions of what we were looking to do. And um, so so what we found initially was the definition of a misconception is a view or an opinion that is incorrect because it's based on faulty thinking or understanding. Right, and lucidity is the ability to see things clearly, rationally, or sanely. Yeah. So they kind of go hand in hand together and it works out. Yeah, exactly. So for lucidity, we are taking a lot of things that people don't understand are not true or things that people think are true and make no sense at all. And we're going to try to bring clarity to that through some hard research and um, just, I don't know, interest, you know, for the common good. But uh, before we get more into it, just to introduce ourselves a little bit more, um, we are friends from, I guess, high school. I mean, high school. We've known each other. Known each other since what? Second grade? I think I've known you. <laughs> Technically. Kind of, yeah. Second grade. My only and memory then, of you before, like, junior year of high school was just playing, I think, Foursquare. <laughs> in the parking lot? Yeah, in the parking lot of Forest. Yeah. And uh, now here we are today hosting a podcast together. Just to dive into it, um, the show... Okay, so our premise is about misconceptions and and finding answers to questions that people don't really understand. And we really, I think in our hearts, kind of both believe that the core to a lot of ignorance in our generation, and actually all kinds of, all, basically all, everybody, is uh, just these small misconceptions. And what I have found is that there's two kinds of misconceptions, micro and macro misconceptions. To clarify that, I'll just, let me list off some micro misconceptions. Micro meaning small, things that we don't think about really, but actually really affect our way of thinking. For example, sushi, people believe, is basically only raw fish wrapped in rice. But is it raw fish? That's a, no, that's the thing. It's, it's actually, it can what? be anything. You can put, like, crab meat, maybe, okay, that's crustacean. But you can put other things in it or have even sushi. Like imitation crab. Imica- right. Imitation crab. Or even just no meat or poultry or any fish at all. Microwaves, for example, are not, they don't cook food from the inside out. That's a common misconception that a lot of people have because when they put their hot pocket in the microwave and take it out, it's still frozen on the outside and then they bite into it and it melts their tongue off. Actually, microwaves don't work like that at all. It has completely nothing to do with the functioning of a microwave and everything to do with the consistency of your food. And Marie Antoinette never said let them eat cake and George Washington's teeth weren't actually made out of wood. They're made out of ivory and whalebone and several other things. And that's a complete myth. Which is just awful, by the way. Like, I'd rather have it made of wood because you're killing elephants and whales well, <laughs> rather than just cutting down a tree, you know? Yeah, but could you 
that's bad for the animals, but then you think, wouldn't he, like, just splinters, splinters in your gums all the time? That <laughs> sounds like the worst. Well, and I find, I find these microceptions, that's a term that I'm coining right now, by the way, I find, because I can do that, microceptions to be kind of the building blocks for macroceptions, uh, big misconceptions that we have. Um, and these are things that are more serious that our episodes are more topical about. Um, while we uncover these micro misconceptions, uh, the end game is to really clarify these big misconceptions. So things like, for example, the truth behind mental illnesses and the truths about the food that we eat and the things that we believe to be healthy, um, alcohol and its role in our lives, sex and abstinence and things like human perception are all kind of misinterpreted, misunderstood by the general public, and that is something that we need to clarify through these little misconceptions. Right, and micro and macro misconceptions play off of each other. Yeah, so they, you know, just like that, they build off of each other. Well, uh, if you have all these, like, little misconceptions, for example, George Washington's teeth being made out of wood, then you'll go on to believe that people back then all had teeth made out of wood and so on. And you can keep building off of that to bigger and bigger things. <clears throat> these, uh, these misconceptions and rumors are just kind of the basis for how ignorance has, I believe, grown throughout America. And it's not that it's not malicious. It's not like people are intentionally ignoring the truth. I think it's generally that people really just don't know. They, and nobody, I mean, these micro misconceptions, nobody's going to take the time to go like Google the truth behind George Washington. You know, no one's questioning whether or not George Washington's teeth are actually made out of wood. But when you actually hear the truth about it, it becomes that much more fascinating. Right. You hear something once and you just kind of go with it. People don't really care to do research, even though they have everything they could ever want <laughs> right at their fingertips all the time. <laughs> exactly. We have infinite information, and yet we take nobody steps up to question these things, and they just they just trust the world that we live in and the things that they've been turned uh, learned in elementary school. So. I just wanted to bring up something else that I found kind of hilarious that no one ever took the time to question because why would you question it? I don't blame us. I mean, it seems like a completely normal thing, but then you do the research on it and it's not true at all. I don't know if you remember this, but back in elementary school, we went to the same school. They did a week where we learned all about Columbus and then we learned all about <laughs> just all the great things. Yeah, all, all, Chrissy Columbus all, did. Right. right well, we can start with that, how awful of a human Christopher Columbus really oh, is, man. despite how we're taught in grade school. Um, Just the opposite. The complete opposite, how he's a national hero. But beyond that, smaller misconceptions, uh, we learned about when the immigrants started coming over um, from Europe and all these people from you know Italy and Ireland and all these different ethnic groups coming over. Uh, well, when they arrived at Ellis Island... People thought that what happened was their names got Americanized because when they got off the ships, they would like hand their papers and then these government officials would be there and they would say, oh, well, your name needs to be Americanized now. So, for example, my last name is Muskin. Well, it used to be Mushkin. Um, and so it got changed when it came it's here. It's more fun to say, though, Mushkin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I almost wish it was still Mushkin. I'd, I'd much rather call you that. Immigrants, uh, their last names weren't actually Americanized at Ellis Island at all, and the officials there didn't even keep records other than, like, the ship's manifests. <clears throat> That's all they had to check, um, which were created at the point of origin. There's, like, simply no paperwork which could have created such an effect, let alone any law that said they had to do that. The only reason that people ever had their names changed, like Mushkin to Muskin, was simply because they wanted to fit in with the culture and kind of leave behind 
what what they intentionally were leaving. You know, they they brought heritage and culture with them, but they wanted to embrace this new world, this new culture of America. And so their <laughs> their names were never changed. No one was grabbing paper and saying, Mustin. Mustin sounds right. Like no, there wasn't. That wasn't a thing. People weren't just taking your name and saying that sounds wrong. I don't know. It. It just. It's one of those things I find so ridiculous. And the fact that we learned that in grade school and and Christopher Columbus, for example, that we learned he was this national hero that found. First of all, he didn't even land on America, like the United States of American territory that we know of, because people tend to forget that America includes all of the. Central Americas. So he actually landed in like what's the Bahamas and people <laughs> think that that's not true at all, that he landed in like what's the United States of America. Um, and then they also think that he was like peaceful and a great right. guy, even though he pillaged <laughs> these villages. And he was going for India, right? You, uh, we've both seen Lucy K, right? Yes. Seen him. Love that. His segment on this one when they go there and it's just, oh, yeah, this is India, right? No, no. <laughs> No, it's, they don't. It's <laughs> yeah, not Indian. Nah, we'll just call you Indians. <laughs> You're That's Indi- fine. You're Indians for hundreds of years later. Yeah, we still refer to them, the natives, Native Americans, referred to as Indians by accident. <laughs> what I find really baffling is uh, how rumors kind of lead to these misconceptions, and how ridiculous rumors can be, and how they lead to things like hysteria. Uh, one of the other really big things I want to kind of hit on um, in this first episode, I want to talk about uh, World War, sorry, not World War, War of the Worlds. Um, I don't know if you saw that movie that came out. Uh, yeah, Orson Welles. Yeah, well, so Orson Welles did a radio broadcast back in 1938, and he did it in adaptation of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people know this story. And just to give a brief summary of it, it's about aliens that were buried under the planet and then they come to life and they rise up and kill everybody. That's essentially the whole story of this radio show. And so Orson Welles would read these stories on over the air and people would listen to them regularly. Well, he uh, was reading this specific story and the way it was being told sounded like it was a news broadcast. And so the way the story goes is... He's reading the story. People misunderstood it, thought it was really happening, freaked out, called the police, called the authorities, and there was just mass hysteria in the world. <laughs> and it, it was just a, him reading a story over the radio. And so people today believe that that was what happened, that everybody freaked out and it was this huge ordeal. But the fact of the matter is, is it wasn't like that really at all. There was a really small audience at the time even listening to it. And there were just a few isolated reports and scared incidents uh, of increased call volume to emergency services. And it was literally like two people called the police because they thought it was real. And it was a really small group of people even listening to a radio station. But the following day, the newspapers of the city like blew it up and were like, oh, yeah, this is awful. And because at the time, radio was beating out newspapers. So they were trying to discredit the radio and show that it wasn't a valid like news source, but it ended up doing the opposite, and it gave great popularity to the radio show. And so uh, I think at the time it was CBS. CBS, uh, at first they were apologetic about it, but then they just embraced it because like, oh man, this was awesome. It was like a publicity stunt. But in the end, it wasn't ever this big thing. It was just the radios blew it up. 
people didn't really freak out over it. So it, that was all just a rumor. And I think that's kind of ridiculous that today a, a movie was made on that. <laughs> like, it, it's just hilarious to me. That's back in 1938 when no one had, you know, Google or anything to really look it up with, unless they want to go to the library, trudge down there on their little horse and buggy and <laughs> spend a few hours reading up. <laughs> exactly. Well, and and so beyond that, the... It's just funny to me that today, no, nobody's like clarified that. No one's even thought like, hey, did that really happen? Like, I mean, I don't blame anybody for, you know, not questioning it. We all have just thought that that's what happened. That's what went down there. That's the story of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. But in reality, it was never that big of a deal at the time. And it's more of just this, this like mythological story now. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. So... One of the things I believe is the most common factor or the the biggest factor in creating these misconceptions is the misunderstanding of context. I think context is really important in understanding history and uh, why things happened and how they happened and the truth behind them. Right. And Key and Peele actually did a great skit on this, mm-hmm. actually, for their show. Sure. Uh, it's their, you know, Key and Peel. they're texting each other from different locations. One of them's trying to hang out, and the other just keeps saying sarcastic remarks. So, you know, the guy gets all pissed off and thinks he's being angry or aggressive towards him when it's really just a friendly conversation. Oh, shoot. Keegan's been texting me. Sorry, dude. Missed your texts. I assumed we'd meet at the bar. Whatever. I don't care. Sorry, dude, missed your texts. I assumed we'd meet at the bar. Whatever, I don't care. Whatever, I don't care? The f*** is his problem? Do you even want to hang out? Do you even want to hang out? Oh, let's consider it. Like I said, whatever. Like I said, whatever? F*** this guy! I love that skit because it's so true. And I, me and my girlfriend have this problem occasionally where we text each other things and there's just complete, like the context isn't there. Like you can't, you cannot text somebody sarcasm over the phone because there's no context to really hint that to. Right. You're either giving off the wrong vibe or using way too many emojis. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. There's no, there's no middle ground there where you can be understood. And I think that's kind of, a big part, I mean, you can compare that to history and events and storytelling. If I tell you a story from only my perspective, you can't understand the entire context of the situation. Another thing, another misconception I want to talk about that I found uh, is something that we also learned in grade school. And I keep mentioning these grade school ones because <clears throat> I think they're the most fundamental things that we learn at such a young age and they stick with us for so long. It's not something that ever really gets clarified when you you don't question it when you're older because it's what you grew up learning and you believed it and you're taught it in school. So why would you question it? Well, one of those things is the seasons of the earth. And this is probably the funniest misconception um, I want to talk about. I think it's funny because it's so opposite of what we believe. So the seasons of the earth Right. People think that it happens because Earth is closer to the sun at one point, And so that's why right. it's summer and that's why it's winter because we're furthest away. Well, it's actually the complete opposite. Uh, seasons are not caused by the Earth being closer to the sun. Um, in fact, the Earth is farthest from the sun when it's summer in the northern hemisphere. So when it's summer here in the United States of America, uh, we're actually the furthest distance from the sun in, in, the, in our uh, orbit. 
And seasons are actually caused by our 23.4 degree axile tilt. <laughs> so, Remember that statistic on your own? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not reading that off of a piece of paper or anything. <laughs> right. But, uh, but what that means is that in, in July, the northern hemisphere is tilted toward the sun, and that's what results in longer days and more direct sunlight, which causes more heat and uh, warmer temperatures. It's not. It has nothing to do with our distance from the sun. That hardly affects our actual temperature, uh, global temperature. But it's it's that's hilarious to me. And on a more adult scale, so that's something that we believe. People really believe that that we're further from the sun in the winter, but we're not. That's so crazy that people. Well, think it's that. easy to assume so. I mean, sun is heat. <clears throat> summer is heat. Sun equals summer. Well, sure. And I understand that because if you think about. When people believe that the sun orbited the earth, that makes like that's logical. That's sense. That, that makes sense to me, right? That the sun would orbit because why not? If if the sun goes on the other side of the earth, that would make night, and then it rises on the other side, that would make day. So the sun must be orbiting earth. Because what uh, I mean, we didn't have any way to observe we did, but we didn't know about any other way to observe the universe and that we weren't the center of it. Good old human thinking, thinking we're just the center of literally everything (laughs) in existence. Typical human. So that's why, you know, it makes sense to me. But in this modern era where we do know the fact, I mean, we know the truth. See, the difference between this and that is that we actually know how seasons work. And that, and that was like a thing that they just didn't know. They didn't have any science behind it. But this is like a documented thing that scientists are very aware of. I do have to point out how, Part of Donald Trump's campaign is how he believes that vaccines can lead to autism. And I don't mean to offend anybody that truly believes that, but that's there's just no truth in that. And no studies have proven that. There's no correlation. Um, plenty of studies have been done, plenty of research, and there's absolutely nothing that shows vaccines and autism are related in any way. And that's just one of those things that I think is dangerous because vaccines are so... Uh, integral and so important to the health of our society that if people start believing in the wrong things, it can become really dangerous. And we'll talk about that more when we come back uh, from this quick little break in a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lucidity Podcast is brought to you by HowToVaccinesCauseAutism.com. For all your autism and vaccine facts, go to HowToVaccinesCauseAutism.com. So there is a massive misconception going on that people only use 10% of their brains. And if we had access to the other 90%, we could be like gods. So this is uh, commonly referenced in uh, to the movie Lucy that came out in 2014. Yeah. And that movie is, while maybe entertaining, is ridiculous and not scientific at all. Um, in fact... It's a complete myth that we use 10% of our brains. We're using 100% of our brains 100% of the time. We're constantly, everything is being interpreted in there through everything all the time. And there's no parts of our brain that aren't accessed. Nothing is dead in there. And it's, it's ridiculous that people actually believe that because when you really even think about it, how could, why would we evolve to have a brain that only uses 10% of itself? It wouldn't be too beneficial like evolutionarily to to just put 90% of our brains on the shelf right. at any given time. Right. And it's not like 
It's not like how we still have a tailbone, you know what I mean? It's not like one of those things because we're not trying to lose. Like, that doesn't even make sense. If we have a brain that is fully capable of all these things, it will use those things. It wouldn't evolve ahead of itself. And I think that's kind of hilarious that people believe that. And it's been proven wrong on multiple occasions. So I want to talk about the origin of this and just how it happened because I think it's it's pretty ridiculous. But um, I was reading about it, and one of the possible origins is uh, the reserve... It's called the Reserve Energy Theory, and it's by a Harvard psychologist named William James, who is super famous. He came up with this back in the 1890s, and he tested the theory in the accelerated raising of child prodigy William Citus, I think. Citus might be how you pronounce it. And thereafter, William James finished his study. He told audiences that people only meet a fraction of their full mental potential, which is a plausible claim because we can stretch our brains to remember things better. We can stretch our brains to be more efficient than they are, but not to do things that they can't already do. Uh, I think that's that's what his intention was when he said this. Um, but in 1936, there was an American writer, uh, Lowell Thomas, and this guy summarized the idea, and he wrote a foreword to Dale Carnegie's how to Win Friends and Influence People, which is actually a really popular book. But he summarized this in, in the foreword of the book, and he added a falsely precise percentage. And he said, uh, Professor William James of Harvard used to say that the average man develops only 10% of his latent mental ability. So I think what he interpreted, which it was a completely arbitrary uh, percentage, by the way, 10%, he just made that up completely. William James never said that. He interpreted it as not that we aren't using our brains to their full efficiency or in maximizing their potential, but that we literally can't use our entire brain, that we only are using 10% of it. And I think that got even even more stretched out to believe, people believing that there's only 10% of your brain that we're using. And I think that's just, it's so bizarre to me that people really truly believe that. And it's such a big misconception. And the fact that a movie was made on it scares me even more that Hollywood is getting behind these misconceptions and blowing them up. Yeah, when has Hollywood ever exaggerated anything? Right, yeah, exactly. So to go on, there's a neurologist, uh, Barry, Barry Gordon, very famous neurologist, and he describes the myth as false, and he added that, uh, he said, we use virtually every part of the brain, and that most of the brain is active almost all the time. So <laughs> he pretty much said it's the complete opposite. This is a modern neurologist, Barry Gordon that we use virtually every part of the brain, not just 10% of it. That's one of those things that I think people need to think about. You can't, I mean, if you're going to go watch a movie, Lucy, and be entertained, fine. But don't come back from it trying to convince all your friends that we're only using 10% of our brains and go around telling people that because it's just not true. Do some research, folks. You got to understand these things. But so, yeah, these misconceptions are, are crazy, and they stem from just one person's mistake or one person's misinterpretation, misunderstanding of context. Like in this case, this guy, uh, Lowell Thomas, who summarized William James' ideas, misinterpreted it or changed kind of the meaning behind it because he didn't understand the context. And because of that, we now have a movie, an awful movie like Lucy, that can come out here and convince a huge number of people that we only use 10% of our brains. A complete myth has just taken over for no reason. <laughs> At least, you know, and I, I can appreciate the artistic creativity, I guess, behind Lucy and how it can be. I can see how it can be visually entertaining and a fun idea, a fun concept. But it's 
it's trying to promote itself as science that just isn't true. So just to summarize this episode, our first episode, our pilot episode, I'm Ryan Muskin. I'm Levi Rainey. Uh, we have been your hosts. We are here to clarify things, misconceptions, find answers to questions that you have and that we have, and to help better understand the world that we live in. George Washington's teeth aren't made out of wood. You know, people's names at Ellis Island did not get changed for legal reasons. The Americanization of last names wasn't like a thing. War of the Worlds wasn't that ridiculous. It's all just a bunch of misconceptions. Things can stem from a small origin. So the title of this episode is What We Believe. And while I can say a lot, we used to believe that sushi implies raw fish, that George Washington had wooden teeth, that vaccines cause autism, but none of that is true. And that, that is what we really believe in, the truth. So we believe that all the misconceptions and fallacies of this world have truths that need to be uncovered and questions that need to be answered. The search for truth begins here. Lucidity. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Lucidity Podcast. You can find this episode and all our episodes on luciditypodcast.com. Thanks again for listening. Subscribe and leave feedback on iTunes. That'd be great. Right, yeah. Feel free to email us where? That's going to be a contact at luciditypodcast.com. Right. Email us questions you have you want us to answer, questions about the podcast, um, any misconceptions you'd like us to clarify, or just, you know, harass us, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Be sure to listen to future episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode. We'll get better, I promise. See you next time. <laughs>